Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. Today is Friday, and these are the last days of the church year. Today, we will read the first part of the Gospel reading for this weekend. We begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving, and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it. In your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Long ago, God spoke to our ancestors in many and various ways by the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by a son. A reading from Matthew, chapter 24, this morning we'll read verses 36 through 39. Jesus said, But about that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in the days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark, and they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away, so too will be the coming of the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. There are certain things that are known only to God. There is a knowledge that is hidden to us and is unrevealed. The day of Jesus' coming, the righteous judgment of Christ's reign, the resurrection and the full unveiling of the new creation are all part of our faith in God through Jesus Christ. But the knowledge of when all of these things will take place, we cannot know until it happens until after it all happens. And that is difficult for a lot of people to accept. We want to know when it will all end, or when it will all start, or when all of this will happen. We don't like, at a, at a very deep, sort of reactionary, instinctive level, we don't like things happening to us. That makes us feel anxious and vulnerable, out of control, how do we respond when we hear that something is going to happen someday, but we don't know when? At first, I, I think we're excited and, and vigilant. All of our senses are tuned to detect the first signs that, that something is moving, something is starting to happen. Think of keeping watch on a dark night. 
our ears tuned for every sound, and, and we imagine something to be going on. Every, every branch break, every tree leaf rustles, something is happening. We are alert and we're ready. We can't maintain that kind of vigilance for long. It takes a lot of energy, concentration to stay on guard, ready and prepared. We can only manage, maybe for a few hours, a few minutes. Sooner or later, we need to rest. We need to take down our, our senses and, and maybe even sleep, either voluntarily or just as a simple result of, of that kind of fatigue. Something else is going to happen over time if the thing we are waiting for, watching for, doesn't happen. We lose interest. Its urgency recedes. We move on to something else. We go from being on high alert to just back to life as normal. Let's walk away from that sense and get on with our ordinary things of life. Jesus tells his disciples that while we do not know when Christ will come to renew the earth, we can be sure that it will be a time when the world is not on watch for God, but at a time when life is going on in its ordinary way. The world go, will go on in its eating and drinking and its celebrations, as if nothing is going to happen. Isn't that usually the way it goes before all kinds of disasters? There are rumblings and signs and clues that tell us that it is now time to pay extraordinary attention to what's happening. But few people notice them, and even fewer know how to respond. By alluding to the days of Noah, the flood, and humanity swept away, Jesus gives this coming day an ominous feel. What happened to Noah's generation? And what does that teach us? I'll leave those basically as open questions for you to ponder on this Black Friday. What do you think we can learn from that story that has a bearing on our hope in Christ today? Could it be something to do with the fact that the people in Noah's generation had lost all sense of who God was and who human beings were and their part in God's good creation? Could it be that while the thoughts of the human heart were wicked in the sight of the Lord continually, those human hearts, thinking those thoughts, doing those things, could no longer sense that anything had gone wrong, that God was offended, or that God was ready to act. Perhaps... Perhaps this is a story of human beings going on with an ordinary human life, disconnected from God and God's purposes for the world. At the same time, we must remember that this thing that God is going to do in Christ is our salvation, our hope, the thing that we eagerly await and prepare ourselves to greet, the new creation that is awaiting on the other side of the flood. What will be swept away is the powers of sin and death over us, and, and yet for some reason that good news exposes us before God. We are vulnerable and at God's mercy. We are like Noah. Thanks be to God, for in Christ Jesus God has fashioned for us and given us an ark, invited us into its shelter and into its safety and salvation into its road to God's new creation, 
and the time when it is time to come in and to find our salvation in Christ, well, that time we know is right now. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord, who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the new creation in Christ and all gifts of healing and forgiveness, for the communion of faith in your church, and for the gift of relationship with others. For who else, for what else, are we thankful Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all of your children, and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, for those who govern the nations of the world, for people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare, for those suffering after natural disasters, for people who are working for peace and international harmony, for those who are helping people recover their lives, for those who are sick, for those who mourn, for those who are ill in any way, mind, body, or spirit, and for all who work to bring your healing to their lives, for all who strive to save this earth from carelessness and destruction, For who else? For what else do we pray? We give thanks to you, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have protected us through the night from all harm and danger. We ask that you would also protect us today from sin and all evil, so that our life and our actions may please you. Into your hands we commend ourselves, our bodies, our souls, and all that is ours. Let your holy angels be with us so that the wicked foe may have no power over us. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 
men. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.